Hey, Leapsters, you are now listening to a bonus episode of the podcast made possible by my new online program, Five Hour Hustle. Five Hour Hustle is my online course where I'll teach you a proven process for turning your skills, knowledge, and experiences into an extra income to create more freedom, control, and less stress. If you've ever wanted to start an online business or a side hustle, this is the program you need to be looking at. To learn more, head over to my website at www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle. That's www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle, where you will find a quick five-minute video that explains everything. www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle. Talk to you there. In this episode, I break down the seven questions you need to ask in order to validate your business or side hustle idea. Get ready because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today we are talking about idea validation. More specifically, I'm going to help you take your idea for an online business or side hustle and determine whether or not it's actually worth moving forward on. So you've got a brilliant idea for a side hustle that'll help you create an extra income stream. You know it'll work. Well, maybe you don't know it, but you're pretty sure it'll work. After all, there are a ton of people who could use this and you've got the skills to help them, right? So what now? If I can be honest, it sounds like you might really have something. Or maybe you don't. Luckily, there's a simple way to tell whether or not your idea is worthwhile. So how do you do it? What do you do when you've got a great idea for a side hustle? Well, the very next step, the next thing you need to do is validate whether or not that idea is actually worthwhile. After all, you don't want to do a ton of work getting it started, setting everything up, building a website, starting a blog, all of the stuff. You don't want to spend hours doing that just to find out that no one wants to pay you, right? Luckily, I've created a simple process that you can use to validate your ideas quickly and gain the confidence to move forward. Now, typically, and this is just in my experience, uh, a good side hustle idea has three main qualities. Number one, it solves a problem. Now, this is important. Why would anyone want to pay you anything? All a sale is, is an exchange of value. You're just changing hands of their store of value, which is a dollar or, or whatever currency you operate in, and the thing you are offering them for that value. So it could be a t-shirt, it could be a service, it could be a book, whatever it is, it's an exchange of value. They give you a store of value in the form of a dollar, you give them a store of value in the form of a thing. However, people are only going to exchange that value if 
you solve a problem for them. Think about it. A dollar or, or whatever currency is a universal store of value. It's something that they can exchange anywhere for anything. The value you're trying to get them to take in exchange for that is a specific value. It's something that only is relevant in this one situation. So if that's the case, why would they trade universal value that can be used anywhere for specific value, something that they can only use in one situation? Well, it's because often it solves a problem for them. So if they're struggling with managing their their bills, they're doing taxes, it's tax season right now, uh, an accountant is offering you a specific value that solves a problem you're struggling with. And so you're willing to get rid of universal value in the form of a dollar to get that specific value. So you have to think about it as a trade in that way. And the way you make sure someone is willing to trade universal value for specific value is to solve a problem for them. That's one of the many ways, but that's what we're going to focus on here. Number two, there are people who have that problem. And this is, of course, important because there are many problems in the world that we can solve. But if nobody is struggling with it, then there is no one to pay you. And that's that's an issue. Um, that that's That's a major issue. And obviously, you can do your side hustle as a hobby, but that's why that's called a hobby. Uh, if you want to start a side hustle or an online business, you do need to make sure that the problem you solve has people who are suffering from that problem. And so going to niche here could be an issue or it could be the best thing you ever do because you do want to solve a specific problem. So you have to find that balance there. And then the third piece of this, the third good quality of a good side hustle is that those people are willing to pay for a solution. So it has to be a problem that is severe enough that they're willing to trade universal value in the form of a dollar for specific value in the form of a solution. So put yourself in their position. What would cause you to be willing to hand over something that can be used anywhere for something that can only be used in specific instances? Likely, it's because that specific thing solves something you are specifically dealing with. So you want to make sure you present your offer in that way. So typically, a good side hustle has these three main qualities. Solves a problem. There are people who have that problem, and those people are willing to pay for a solution. Now, to check whether or not your idea has these three qualities, there are a few questions you can ask yourself. There's sort of a process you can work through that will help you get to this answer. And as you work through them, you'll very quickly start to understand whether or not you should move forward. So here are those seven questions. Number one, is this solving a real problem? So a lot of people want to start a side hustle selling T-shirts or something like that. And that's fine. However, if you're going to sell something like T-shirts or journals or whatever it is, you have to frame that thing in relationship to a problem because people need to be able to see what the value is for them, what they're going to get in order to be willing to exchange universal value for specific value. So sit down and ask yourself, this idea I have, what is the real problem behind it? What is the thing that people struggle with that this can be presented as a solution for? If you're struggling to find that, then it may not be a great idea to move forward with. 
Question number two, what is that problem? And so this is kind of more like a 1A, if I'm being honest, but you need to you need to identify it. You need to know what that problem is so that you can speak to it directly. And one really good way of going about this, quite honestly, is to find the people you want to sell to and just ask them, what are they struggling with? What are their fears? What keeps them up at night? So on and so forth. Figure out what the problem is in their words and you'll have a much better chance of being able to speak directly to them and getting them to say yes to to paying you. Number three, are there people out there who have this problem? Again, this is incredibly important. It's fine if you are solving a problem. It's fine if uh, you know what that problem is. But if there's no one actually dealing with it, then there's no one to pay you. So make sure you're able to find those people one way or another. Number four, who are they? And so once you start finding them, you want to gather data. You want to understand who they are, why they struggle with this problem, what it means to them, what solving it would mean, so on and so forth. You just want to really understand the core of what matters to them so that you can present your offering in the way that would help them. Number five, do they know that they have this problem? This is actually a key question. Because if your potential customer doesn't realize that they have this specific problem, it's going to change the way you approach them. So here's what I mean. This is a very basic example. But if you are an accountant, again, it's tax time. If you're an accountant and you can, a CPA, and you can help people save money on their taxes. Now, many people may not realize that they are paying more on their taxes than they need to. And so if they don't realize it, you first in your first approach needs to be educating them. Because think about it. If you're if you're a CPA and you're going up to a person saying, hey, I'm going to help you pay 20 percent less in taxes. And that person isn't aware that they're paying too much in taxes right now. They might think that you're a scam or they might not be willing to listen or you may not even be able to get past the first word. But if they already know, then that's a much easier pitch to make. With that said, if you were to go up to them and say, hey, I'll do a free analysis and let you know whether or not you're overpaying in taxes with your current solution, that's your attempt to educate them. That's your attempt to show them, hey, this is a problem you're struggling with. And then after you get them to that place, once they know, you can very easily say, I can help you with that. And, and that's really all, all that is required for a sales conversation is, you know what the problem is, I can help you with it. Uh, so question number six, are there others out there who solve this problem? So this is more of like a competitive analysis. And uh, what you need to do here is just understand who else out there is doing this thing. Now, when you find competition, it's actually a good thing. I want to discourage you from thinking otherwise. It is a good thing to find competition. Uh, what you need to do when you find competition is understand what their model is, how they present it, how they speak to their customers. What are they charging? Are they making money? And that's actually question number seven. Is that competition making money? Because what this means is that there's opportunity for you to make money as well. It means that people are willing to pay. It means that people are struggling with this, that if you're able to solve it, then you're able to fit in that marketplace as well. Now, questions one and two, uh, question one was, is this solving a real problem? Question two was, what is that problem? Questions one and two will help determine whether or not you are actually solving a problem, a real thing that you are 
able to solve for somebody. Uh, questions three, four, and five. So number three was, are there people out there who have this problem? Number four was, who are those people? And number five was, do they know that they have this problem? Those three questions will help you understand who your potential customers are and better understand what your approach should be. And then questions six and seven. So question six was, are there others out there who solve this problem? And number seven was, are they making money? Uh, those two questions will help you to figure out whether or not you can get paid for what you're trying to do. And when you break it down to those seven questions, when you find the answer to them, they should help you get a better understanding of whether or not your idea has those three main qualities, which was it solves a problem. There are people who have that problem and those people are willing to pay for a solution. And that alone, if you're able to get a yes on all three, absolutely move forward. Do your side hustle. If you're getting a yes on two out of three, then maybe do a little bit more research and see if there's a way that you can present it. If it's one out of three, then that's not worth pursuing. And of course, if it's none, it's definitely not worth pursuing. But I think those seven questions help to make this a little bit easier, right? And so that's the homework I want to assign to you. That's your next step. Pull out a Word document or go analog with a notebook if you like, and just start working through those answers. By the time you're done, you'll know whether or not to move forward. This bonus episode of the podcast is supported by my new course, Five Hour Hustle. In the course, I'll teach you my step-by-step process for taking the skills, knowledge, and experiences you already have and turning them into a profitable stream of income in just one hour per day. To learn more, head over to my website at www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle and watch the five minute video I've put up there to explain everything. That's www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle, www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle. With that said, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to click or tap that subscribe button if you haven't already. A subscription from you would mean the absolute world to me and it's the best way to ensure you never miss a new episode. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your skills, knowledge, or experiences into a side hustle, head over to www.gregclunas.com slash side hustle right now to watch a quick five-minute video I've put up to explain everything. Thanks again for listening and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.